Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews and my continued look at the Final Destination movies. With the Final Destination coming out nine years ago and I'm going to through the bandwagon and unfortunately this is supposed to be the last of the franchise but there was another one. Hmm. And God do I hate 3D movies for a few reasons. Including the bloody headaches you get from watching them, the added price to wear those ridiculous glasses make you look like a c- complete twat. The fact when you watch them back at home, you, the 3D never works. And post-conversion 3D. Hollywood, if the movie ain't shot in 3D, do not post-convert it. It looks like shit. And my pet peeve, people that wear glasses can't comfortably wear the cheap plastic 3D glasses. Anyway, back to the movie. And I love how this was called THE Final Destination, yet there's another one a few years later, because well done, Hobbit, and your greedy cash cowing. I saw this not on opening weekend, like I did the others, but for my 30th birthday for my sins. So, with its shiny new 3D fad, did this rake in the money? With a budget of $40 million, it pulled in 66.4. So I'm guessing not. Starring Bobby Campo, Nick Zeno, Chantel Van Staten, and Haley Webb, directed by David Ellis, their plot. You know what, by now, a teenager has visions of their death. They save people, but death takes them afterwards. Okay then, the real plot. A college student has a permission of a car crash at a local racetrack, hosting NASCAR racing. He saves some people, but death wants his souls. So the movie opens up on the 3D titles to the New Line Cinema, and ooh, ah, can you see them come right at you? Well, can you? Then on to some NASCAR racing, as some awful late noughties rock music plays at the McKinley Speedway, the same high school from part 3, that is one of several nods to the earlier movies. Up walks and takes our seats, Hunt, played by Nick Zeno of Joyride 2, Melrose Place, 90210, Legends of Tomorrow, and many, many more TV shows. And Laurie, played by Chantel Van Staten of One Tree Hill, The Flash and Shooter. Her best friend Janet, played by Haley Webb of Teen Wolf and other TV shows. And wow, the quality of the actors. It's like the casting actor found him in a CW reject bin. Anyway, they discuss why they went to the racing instead of going to see some movie at the local multiplex. Some summer blockbuster. And I don't get it myself, why would you want to sit on freezing cold rock solid seats just to watch a car going round and round and round in circles to the left? Up walks our quote hero, Nick, played by Bobby Campo of the gloriously awful Vampire Bats, starring Lucy Lewis right after her Xena gig ended. Scream TV show and multiple other TV movies and shows and wow, this movie was a death nail to all their careers. He's laden down with snacks. As he sits on the bench, it cracks. And I love how Hunt has a secret hip flask, cleverly disguised as a pair of binoculars, filled to the brim with Jim Beam instead of Jack Daniels because he couldn't afford it. You know, kind of with this movie, they couldn't afford to get the name brand, so went for the next best thing. Up walks a cowboy, and that's what he's named in his titles. Cowboy, played by Jackson Walker. He's your statistical cowboy at that, with the Stipson and all. As the boring race continues round and round and round, a mother, or as she's named in the titles, a milth, played by Christina Allen of Baywatch TV show, Anger Management, Feast and multiple TV shows, hands tampons to her kids to stick in their ears to protect her hearing. A douchebag named Only Racist, 
and the titles played by Justin Wilburn of Raw Zombies H2, my super sweet 16, which is a gloriously awful TV movie, find it and watch it. And VHS a Viral shouts at some high school his girl can't see. And yes, you've guessed it. The girl isn't named. Just Racist Wife. She's played by Laurie Gracie of Looping, Green Lantern and American Horror Story. Plus multiple other TV shows. And okay, we're three and a half minutes into this hour and 20 minute movie. And I'm annoyed already. They didn't even name the bloody characters. How lazy is that? What was this movie written over a boozy lunch in two hours? And wham, bam, the supposed last of Olympic franchise was born. I mean, really? You're too fucking lazy to name your main characters for fuck's sake. I mean, uh, and son of a fucking bitch. That guy and girl wasn't the racist, but he was the quote mechanic played by Andrew of Triple H, Triple X 2 rather, Vacancy, Quarantine and other TV movies. His girlfriend is, well, Mechanic's girlfriend, played by Stephanie Horan of Mirrors 2, Left Behind and Z Effect. And again, name these fucking characters and I wouldn't get these bloody things confused for fuck's sake. Anyway, the racist and his wife... Uh, the other people that are mentioned, they shout out racist shit to the black security guard, George, played by McKelty Williamson of Forrest Gump, Free Willy Bone 2, Corrier, Species 2, Ali, Lucky Number Slivin, and Purge Election Year. Nick starts to notice that not only is the wooden benches broken, but the concrete is cracked and crumbling. And yes, you've guessed it, Nick starts to feel unease as death sets up this elaborate car crash, and ultimately their deaths. As a pit hand leaves a screwdriver in a tank of one of the cars, it roars off and it flies onto the track. And oh yeah, in this, death has unloosened the bolts holding back the safety f- fence. Because in this, death is actively trying to do shit to kill people before the vision ends. And then why give the vision in the fucking first place? Oh dear god. As death's wind blows in Nick's face, a car hits the screwdriver. This blows out the tyres, causing it to flip multiple times and crash, sending one of its tyres into the crowd, taking out the mechanic's girlfriend's head in some terrible CGI. I love the fact, if you pause it just right, you notice none of the actors are looking the exact same way. They're all looking in multiple different directions, proving the tyre wasn't there in the first place. This causes a panic, and soon a rush to the exits, as more and more cars crash, taking out more and more people. Soon there's a pile-up of people at the doors, and of course a stampede to get the fuck out of there. Up next to die is a racist and his wife as a crash car's hood halves them in two, as it does, I've no idea how that one works. Next is the MILF who is flattened by a car engine that flies out of nowhere and completely crashes her to death. The mechanic is next as he falls onto a broken piece of bench going straight through his mouth. And god the CGI is terrible, another reason why I hate modern 3D movies, the CGI is fucking atrocious. The guard helps Nick and Laurie out another exit, as up next is a cowboy splattered onto a pillar, and the car catches on fire. Hunt and Janet are next as they are pancaked by falling stairwell. The guard and Laurie are next as the car that took out the cowboy explodes, barbecuing them crispy style. Nick is sent flying backwards onto a pipe, and he dies in some pretty lame deaths and some truly shocking CGI. With that, he snaps out of it and saves some people, but not before sitting there slack-jawed, as everything he saw before the crash happens right before his eyes, including the racist whistling Dixie to the black security guard. 
idiot. Move your ass. Don't sit there, slack jawed. Get the fuck out of there and save as many people as you possibly can. So, the racist, his wife, the mechanic, Nick and friends, and the security guard make it out. The crash happens. The racist goes nuts because the black security guard won't let him back in to save his wife. As a tire comes out of nowhere and takes the head of the mechanic's girl clean off. Finally, 11 minutes into the blood splatter, titles kick in, showing deaths from the past three movies in X-ray vision. Thankfully, these titles are short at only a minute long and not two to three minutes long as the other movies were. In a cafe, death by caffeine, get it because it's supposed to be funny, Nick and friends ponder what happened as Hunt plays with his lucky coin. Did I say Hunt is a complete asshole? No, well he is, I'm guessing he's a former jock, rich off his daddy's money, high school quarterback star, and has everything handed to him in a silver platter, because he's a complete asshole. He and his ex-girlfriend Janet refuse to go to the memorial the following night at the speedway. All he cares about is playing with his lucky silver dollar. Cut to the following night as Nick and Laurie silently look over photographs of the victims and please tell me these photographs are not of the crew and their families as they use the names of the crew on Eagle Statue in a first movie and that caused a shit stink fight. The MILF and her husband thank Nick for saving them, calling him a hero but he's hearing none of it and just walks off. Up walks the guard to thank him as out of the shadows comes the alt-right racist to threaten George. Saying, and quote, he killed his wife and no one lives forever, and spot the hook on the neo-Nazi's chain around his neck, a clue to his death. Hmm. Much later that night, Nick has a flash of fire, hook and a horseshoe in a psychic vision, in some awful CGI. Cut to the racist, swerving drunk, up to the guard's house, in his pickup truck, which is a tow truck, as in the back of the car, a hook and changes bounce along. In his house, George reading his AA Bible. As outside, racist drinks a beer from the second and third movie. As he drunken, drunkenly sets up a burning cross. As he does, the tow chain falls in behind him. As he walks off with the cross on his back. Death Wind drops racist lucky horseshoe onto the car radio, which blasts Whack at me with friends, which is supposed to be a funnily ironic, I guess. Uh, this somehow knocks a six-pack onto the gear stick, putting the truck into gear, and it starts to roll forward, dragging the hook and chain behind it. The racist tries to stop it, but Death has locked the doors, and now he's being dragged behind the truck with the hook wrapped around his ankle. Uh, somehow, he gets set alight and dragged behind the truck, screaming in agonising pain. On TV, Laurie sees the racist Death on the news and tells Nick to watch it also. Nick has another flash of scissors, a cigarette, and a stone to the eye. Nick tells Laurie about the psychic flashes and his feeling of unease as if death is still stalking them. Up next, the MILF. Wait, she must be named, after all, the named racist Daniel Carter. Oh wait, her name is Samantha. Thank you, Wikipedia. Anyway, the soccer mom rushes to the salon to get her hair fixed as her spoiled brat kids throw rocks at signs whilst waiting outside the SUV for their mother. Turns out, this soccer mom isn't a nice person either, as all she cares about is getting her hair fixed for a girl's night out, even after the receptionist told her it's 10 to 6, and her appointment was at 5. Also, her gay hairdresser is off due to the racist being killed on his street. She doesn't give a shit, however, and demands a full makeover. So she's stuck with the new girl, Dee Dee, and a dodgy chair, which falls when it feels like it. 
She's now getting pampered as the nail technician scrapes at her claw-like feet, or talon-like feet. It's fucking disgusting, frankly. As Dee Dee highlights her hair, she's stuck under a blow dryer and demands water. So Death sits up her will. Death, as he spills oil on the floor, the ceiling fan is dangerously spinning, coming undone from its fixings. Now she's out from under the hairdryer, she can get her hair cut, and just how long did all the sink take? I hope she leaves a huge bloody ass tip. Death moves a can of hairspray onto hair straighteners. As Diddy cuts the hair, the seat comes on loose. Outside, a landscape gardener is cutting grass. So, with Death setting up her death, how will she die? Will it be by hay? An exploding can of hairspray? B. The metal-bladed silophane falling on top of her and slicing her up? Or C. The hairdresser cutting her eye open after the chair falls? And a vote now. If you said the hairspray, nope. If you said the chair, sorry. And if you said the fan, wrong. It was actually super secret answer D. A stone thrown by her bratty kids, sent flying after the landscaper's lawnmower, hits it and it flies into her eye, killing her stone dead. Death wins, ah, thank you for playing. So days later, Nick gets his group together to explain now two people he saved have died days apart and in the order they were supposed to die originally. Hunt, of course, being a complete dickhead, doesn't care, only saying he's lost a MILF. Laurie says it happened before and shows Janet Google pages about Flight 180, the pile-up, and a rollercoaster deaths from the previous three movies. Also, how all the taken off by a vision were killed in the order they were supposed to be, originally. Here, Nick spits out bullshit about how if you save someone, then that just moves them up onto the list and can't be stopped unless you break the chain. Janet freaks out and runs off. Hunt mocks all of this and just goes off to get laid because he's a complete uncaring douchebag. Another flash for Nick, this time of a blowtorch, some metal wire and a bolt flying through the air. With that, Nick and Laurie head to the racetrack that night to figure out who's next. At the track, George finds them and shows them CCTV footage, but not before Nick sees the others die in order in which they were supposed to die. Finally, Nick tells the order. The mechanic, Hunt and Janet, the guard, Laurie and him last. On to the mechanic's death, as Nick and Laurie try to warn him, but of course he doesn't want to listen. And fuck all this self shit, he's crushed to death by a chain-like fence with a runaway SUV, sets off a gas tank and it sends it flying into him as he's torpedoed into the chain-like fence and he's sliced up. Next is Nick, who, after getting laid by a pool skank, walks around cocking a wall. Or will it be Janet, who gives a bum change, but he tosses away wanting paper cash. This scares pigeons, which shit on her windscreen, so she has to go and get it cleaned off in a car wash. Death starts a mess for her SUV sunroof, opening it, then jamming it, then closing it, and opening it, etc, etc. Nick calls Janet to warn her she's next. But no answer, so he calls Hunt, again no answer, and spot the clear river's water sign, another nod to the previous movies. Another flash of a coin, a pressure gauge, and a water filling. Back at the pool, Hunt gets water splashed on his phone with a little fat kid with a water pistol. This fucks up his phone, so no warning from Nick then. Hunt tosses the water gun he took from the kid earlier away and sparks off the pool drainage system. So he sits to get tanned, playing with his lucky silver dollar. Janet arrives at the car wash. So 
It's on for her as she drops a quarter down the drain. And this starts off the automated car wash, which somehow jams and slowly fills with water as Death fucks around with her SUV sunroof. And then Death shorts out the control panel to the system. Hunt drops his coin in a pool, down the exposed drain it goes. He jumps on to get it, but is stuck at asked first. Asked first, even. A note, according to behind the scenes, people died this way every year by getting stuck in the pool drainage thing. So who is first, Janet or Hunt? Janet managed to get her head stuck in the sunroof with her car full of dirty water and a machine moving forward into the hot wax section. And she's completely fucked. As back at the pool, Hunt Day really starts to suck. No one in the pool noticing him being stuck at the bottom of the pool, but of course not. Laurie and the guard try to save the stuck Janet by ramming the SUV into hers. This works as Laurie gets her out. Death knocks a pipe onto the windshield and it drains the car of all the water. Hunt's day becomes really draining as a pool pump kicks into high gear, sucking his colon through his ass and it explodes in a shower of blood and guts and insides as his kidneys go flying into the air. And I swear to God, I nearly choked to death laughing at this thing in cinema. It is ridiculously hilarious. So George tells Laurie he's next, but he's fine with it as he killed his wife in a drunken car accident a year earlier and he's been sober ever since. That night, they now paranoid Laurie and Nick, safe-proof the house by taping all the knives together and hiding all the sharp objects. Paranoid Laurie dumps Nick, saying it'll be safer for him if she dumps him. Nick and Laurie visit George, but he's hung himself by a by the rope. Unfortunately, the rope snaps. It turns out he's been trying to do this all day with no success, as Death doesn't want him yet. So Laurie pulls out of thin air. They're all free, as saving Janet has broken the chain. Days later, backing for a trip, Nick gets a call from Laurie, saying she's off to the mall to see the summer blockbuster they were supposed to see a week earlier. But he's not interested, as it's a chick flick. Love lies dying, I believe it's called. Janet walks up, and cut to a psychic flash to Nick of flashing red lights, a burst water pipe, and blood-splattered walls, and spot the It's Here, which is in all of Nick's flashes. The TV turns itself on, onto a news report saying the cowboy is still alive but in hospital in severe condition. Nick calls George to get to the hospital as soon as possible, and cut to chase here, he dies after the metal bath falls through the air and flattens the cowboy. Next is George, who gets over by an ambulance out of completely nowhere, just like the bus did in the first movie. Finally, it's Laurie and Janet, next, as Nick has to rush to save them. Parking at the mall, he has a flash of sawdust, fire, and ruining nails. Screw all the setup shit, I am bored now. Death catches the room next to the cinema on fire, and it explodes, killing all inside the cinema. However, Nick takes Laurie out after Janet refuses to move, listening to Laurie's psychic warnings to dimension she's now psychic. Janet then dies and explodes a fireball. Finally, Laurie is next as the mall explodes around her and Nick, who are stuck on escalators, which are falling to pieces and pulling Laurie into the gears. Nick can't save her as she's minced in the gears. But who knew? It's a psychic flash. And fuck this movie. It's paddy enough as it is. It pulls its crap. With 12 minutes left, it tries an M. Night twist. No, just no. Nick rushes into the mall. Laurie has some weird feelings, and Nick tries to put out the fire before it reaches the gas tanks to explode. He does so, but fails to realise that death is a spiteful bastard in this, and relates the fire from one little 
ember, and literally nails Nick to the wall with the help of a falling nail gun. With the petrol looking all around him, Andrew is now alight, he is completely fucked, so Laurie has more uneasy feelings about but Janet doesn't want to listen, saying she wants to see this great explosive blockbuster movie. Nick tries to reach a flaming 2x4 to set off the sprinkler system, but wait, shouldn't I have went off when Arumbus and fire a first time? Hmm, this somehow works and he stops the fire last minute, and fade to white. Two weeks later, a now uber paranoid patched up Nick warns a worker of scaffolding being too loose. Into the cafe from earlier he goes to order some sort of hyper-caffeinated drink, as inside is Laurie and Janet. Where are these people going to learn? You can have all survivors in one place at one time. It's just taunting death. As sure enough, Nick starts to feel uneasy. As death sends a what else? Out of control, 18-wheeler straight into them, killing them in some X-ray vision deaths. As credits are roller. So, that was the final destination in crappy 3D. Terrible cheap deaths, all seen before. Awful acting, but then again, what was I expecting? These are all CW rejects. Parried up to the wazoo and just plain boring. I'm going to give this thing a 1 out of 10. Unfortunately, this isn't the end as next week I will cover Final Desperation 5 in Shock Horror 3D again. Yay, because the one gimmick this movie had it had to be copied again. Yes, well done, Hollywood. Mm. Next month is musicals such as Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors, and Hairspray. April is adult animations such as South Park, Beast Butthead, and Team America. Don't forget to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, or email me move suggestions to Here's at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Psycho, The Omen, The Fly, Underworld, and more. Also, my solo podcast. Casts of Dracula, the Hammer Horror one that is, Scream, Aliens and many more and a bye, now I'm off to have some Death by Chocolate.